Hey, thank you for listening to the Real Perspectives podcast. If you like this episode, please follow us and tell one of your colleagues about the interview you're about to hear or have heard in the past. We hope you enjoy our conversations and that you'll listen to others in our library. If you have any thoughts, ideas, or suggestions, please reach out. We'll do our best to incorporate them. Thanks again. Hello listeners, this is your host, Vladimir Bosanets. I'm the co-founder and publisher of The Registry. Today I have the privilege of speaking with Tiffany Wright, the President and Chief Energy Officer, the name I invented for Tiffany by myself, of a Pacific Northwest-based brokerage, CPX. Tiffany is somewhat unique in her role, a female leading a commercial brokerage firm, and also a keen strategist, thinking of everything from motivating her team members to finding ways to grow the enterprise. In our conversation, we'll cover some of what the firm is doing, Tiffany's perspective on the market and how CPX stands out from the rest of the crowd in this important industry. Welcome to the podcast, Tiffany. Tiffany, good morning. How are you? Good, Vlad. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Where do we find you today? I am actually sitting in the Pacific Northwest, but uh, in Lake Oswego, Oregon, actually, right now, in one of our offices. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Tiffany, I like to start our conversations typically with, you know, kind of one simple question, which is, um, you know, a uh, way for our speakers to introduce themselves. So I, would, I you know, want to give you the same courtesy and kind of give us a chance to, um, you know, learn a little bit about you and, you know, who you are and sort of how your background kind of got you to where you are today. Yeah, well, first and foremost, uh, thanks for having me. This is an exciting adventure, my first podcast. So uh, I feel really excited to be doing this with you. Uh, my background, I'll keep it you know, relatively short, if possible. It's a lot of years uh, that most specifically I was with one company for uh, more than two decades. So a long career in one spot. I was with a corporate America type uh, position in education. And so very different than commercial real estate for sure. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, how I found myself here uh, was pretty interesting. We uh, were at my position in my past life. I was uh, working directly with uh, the CEO and the level of executives. We got bought out by a private equity firm. And with that, as uh, pretty typical, just changes continued to occur, including my position within the company. And so I was at the point of really trying to figure out what do I do from here? Obviously, being in one industry for that long, I was uh, at least self-declared a subject matter expert. I knew what I was doing. I knew how it worked. Uh, so I really wanted just to challenge myself if I thought I was as good as I thought I was as a leader. Could, yeah. <laughs> could I do it somewhere else? And uh, I spent a long time trying to figure out what that would look like. I uh, had no idea or any interest by any means uh, to get into commercial real estate. I was looking actually to change industries altogether if I could. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then just a friend of a friend of a friend uh, let me know of this position at the time for Capital Pacific. Uh, I didn't think I had any interest actually in commercial real estate or real estate in general. 
And of course, when I walked in the doors and just immediately felt um, the culture, the vibe of the company, and most importantly, the people, uh, I think I texted my husband on that very first day and said, I'm going to, I'm actually going to work here. <laughs> <I> can, <laughs> okay. and, uh, Love is first sight. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds it's, like, yeah. It's really hard to quantify. It was just one of those feelings. And, uh, and to be honest, I, I literally had zero interest in, uh, in commercial real estate by any means. I actually didn't even know if I would like it. Uh, but yeah. I, knew I loved the people and that's what, uh, compelled me the most in the culture. And, um, here I am. So yeah, very interesting. Interesting. So, so what, what about that culture was, uh, uh, you know, so, um, you know, uh, you know, amazing to you, right. Um, I mean, obviously it was the people that you met that day, but, you know, aside from that, yeah. um, you know, what, what were some of those, you know, kernels of, uh, excellence that really, you know, made it, made it appealing to you? It, it's, I mean, it's fascinating. I think about this all the time. I get asked that question so often because it was just such that first impression. And so how could, how good could it have been uh, within the, you know, the first 30 minutes? And I think as I reflect back, uh, I believe heavily in uh, just who I surround myself with is just so important in life in general. And it was you know, I, I heard on my way in and all the people who told me about this company, how successful they were, um, a little bit about just kind of what they did and how they did it. But when I came in and just met people that were humble, that were funny, uh, that were just interested in me as a person and that relationship building, um, obviously I'd been interviewing quite a bit at that time, just looking for what my next adventure would be. And hands down, just a, a complete separation uh, from that, those experiences to, to here, which was really just about just beginning immediately a relationship building and a curiosity. Yeah. And then again, just, you know, highly successful people who were uh, just down to earth and humble are the kind of people I want to hang out with for sure. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that describes commercial real estate in its entirety, but but I'm happy that you found <laughs> <laughs> certainly well, a pocket I- of people that are that way, uh, which is very which is very interesting. Um, so tell us, you know, um, about CPX. What what does the company do? Um, how long have you been there now? And kind of where is your, um, you know, maybe your geographical sort of sphere of influence, if you will? Yeah, for sure. Uh, CPX is a new merged company. Uh, we, you know, when I joined six years ago, I joined Capital Pacific. Uh, we joined with uh, Pilot Ventures a year ago, uh, just over a year ago, uh, into a very successful merge. And so Capital Pacific plus Pilot Ventures brought us to the new name CPX. We are in the Pacific Northwest. We have two offices, one in Seattle and one here in the Portland Metro. Uh, yep. Right now, our, our primary focus continues to be in the Pacific Northwest. Obviously, we do have some extensions that, you know, wander out. But for the most part, that's our primary territory. We have three asset lines, uh, commercial, retail, uh, multifamily, and then also a newly added uh, manufactured housing and RV parks. And so we're able okay. to really now you know, with the intent and strategy behind the merge is really getting that diversified uh, portfolio to support clients in today's diversified world. And so 
Um, that's where we are. That's, you know, in a nutshell, we are a commercial investment uh, brokerage firm. We have over 20 brokers that, again, almost exclusively focus in the Northwest within those three asset lines. Got it. Do you also help companies, um, you know, obtain financing um, or is it uh, more more sort of limited to the transactions of acquisitions and, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, we try to stay pretty maniacally focused on doing a few things really well. And so we haven't expanded uh, purposefully into financing or leasing. Uh, we really do just focus on uh, the brokerage side of the transaction. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So one kind of obvious, um, you know, thing is, you know, I've been around the industry now for, you know, 15 plus, um, uh, you know, years. And um, it's always great to see a female leader in the in the industry. Uh, tell me a little bit about sort of your experience kind of, you know, uh, navigating through that and <laughs> um, coming into the industry that's, you know, traditionally, I would argue, uh, not as diverse in that way, right? Um, and, um, you know, how, how do you, uh, do you find it to be a challenge? Do you find that to be, you know, an opportunity? All, all of the above, but, but I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, uh, Vlad, first of all, thanks for just asking the question. It's actually really funny to me. Uh, this question comes up a lot, uh, both personally and professionally. And I don't know, I just haven't ever really thought about it from my own seat. I definitely never thought about it when I joined the company. Um, it's never been a topic of conversation from uh, our perspective as a team. However, uh, as a female, indefinitely, uh, at least stereotypically, a very male-dominated industry, it is unique. And I'm, you know, I, I appreciate that. I'm honored by that. I'm humbled by that. Um, I also take it with incredible pride and responsibility in, you know, diversity and inclusion is so important overall, regardless of just, you know, focusing on gender. Um, but for sure, as we're, you know, thinking about 10, 20 years from now, I hope what's happening is we're starting to break down those, those ceilings and more to come following me. I mean, outside of just my own seat, what I'm really proud of at CPX, one of many things is just the team in which we have uh, amongst not only brokers, we have female brokers, which is also relatively unique. Uh, and then we also have an, an, you know, a large majority of our leaders of our key functions. You know, an example is uh, our director of financial uh, analysts or financial services is a female, which is also somewhat unheard of in this industry. Yeah, um, yeah. And so we, we are, we are female dominated <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I'm proud of that. Um, and so, uh, you know, obviously all diversity inclusion is important. It's a focus, it's a priority. Uh, but as it relates to, you know, just being a female, does it show up in, uh, in this industry with, you know, as I interact externally it's unfortunate. Yes, I would, you know, I would be lying if I didn't say there was some pretty mouth dropping interactions that I've had with some old school thinking. Uh, yeah. But I, you know, I, I really take that with a grain of salt. I can't necessarily change the world, the team in which I focus and work with. Um, 
is so unbelievably supportive and I'm, I'm honestly just honored and humbled to be here. So, yeah. Right. I've seen some kind of anecdotal evidence, uh, from some of, some of your peers in the industry who have, you know, said that, you know, because of their, you know, diversity and, um, their focus on, you know, you know, increasing the number of women and, you know, African-American and Asian and just kind of, you know, making it more sort of a di diverse within, within their company that they've actually, um, you know, seen that reflect in its results as well. And, and I don't know if, if, you know, you can sort of directly um, make a connection to that, but I would love to, you know, hear, have, have you noticed also that you're, maybe attracting, you know, you know, different candidates that you're maybe, you know, also able to, you know, perf you know, have them perform better. Um, you know, does it create an environment that even the one that you walked into is now even better, you know, based on, based on your background? Yeah. And I think, uh, absolutely. First of all, to, I, I would hope all of those things, I think if you talk to anybody, uh, within CPX that has come through the journey, um, you know, pre and post merge, are we even through my six years, I, you know, I would hope if not, I should probably start looking for another job. But I think everybody would tell you just the benefits in, uh, and the productivity and the process improvement that we've made. You know, does that relate to me being a female? I don't know. I think what I bring to the table, though, is pretty unique in the sense that I'm not a broker. I don't have my broker's license. I don't intend to. Um, I'm very respectful and knowledgeable and curious about how it works and what the details are and what we need to drive. Uh, but from my seat, really what we're doing is, you know, rising up and elevating for us as a company um, with my background of uh, just leadership over an enormous amount of time. You'll hear me say, I'm sure before we end this thing again, um, one of our key core values is people first always. It's actually our, our highest priority. And so I think just from a leadership perspective, especially being able to stay out of the mix, I'm not a player coach. I am, you know, really from a leadership perspective from the entire organization, really looking at how do we get better improvement? What are those core competencies that we're looking to help people build and develop? And our brokers do have goals, of course, but they're also working on their own development plans of how to just continuously improve. And so, yeah, yeah I think uh, I'm excited and proud from a female perspective. I'm very, um, feel very responsible from a diversity and inclusion perspective from the role in which I play. Uh, but I also just think the way in which this company has embraced thinking differently, even from bringing me in from outside of the industry was pretty different from anything I've seen from others typically in this industry. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So, um, you've been at the company now, you said six years. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Just, um, yeah. And, and the last, you know, two, two and a half have been, I think really <laughs> interesting for everybody. Right. Um, I would love to kind of hear your experience, um, going through that time and sort of, you know, figuring out how to, you know, uh, sustain the organization, how to keep the morale high and, you know, how to kind of push, push, push through it, if you will. Um, how, how has that experience been for you guys? <laughs> oh, I think no different than everybody. It's been, uh, you know, those uncharted waters that none of us ever could 
obviously have predicted, but even tried to figure out uh, how to do it. We, you know, I, I know myself one day early on when COVID hit, uh, I was, I said just out loud in almost an exhaustive way, there's no playbook for this. <laughs> like, I don't even, but what do we do here? You know, and so what I'm now in hindsight, I think there's a couple things uh, definitely that I'm sure all companies have experienced, but, you know, we, we have just a new normal. Things have really just evolved, um, some whether we wanted it to or not, just different ways of thinking, um, different prioritization that I think most companies would have as, you know, pretty similar common denominators. One of the things, though, that CPX did that I'm just very proud of, one, uh, how crazy that we decided, you know, in the middle of this pandemic that we should engage in a merge. Uh, what? <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, as, as most people, you know, kind of hunkered down and figured out, you know, maybe just how to get through it or survive. Uh, one of the things that I love about this team that I'm part of is that we knew that was an opportunity for us to really challenge that we were thinking differently in a couple of ways. I'll just, you know, summarize, but one, just from my leadership perspective, I knew uh, how important connectivity would be and that we were all moving on to screens and these video calls we weren't also accustomed to. Sure. And so we, we took a risk and we rolled out a very significant uh, technology upgrade for our, uh, for our team that everybody needed to interact with. It had uh, pretty big and, you know, pieces that needed to be trained and developed and everyone needed to touch it and feel it. And although, you know, it may have seemed like it, it was the right thing to do from a um, get something done perspective and great that we would have that done by the time we got back, the actual purpose behind that wasn't that at all. It was how do we keep people connected with a purpose and a reason to talk to each other and outside of just the doom and gloom and scares that we were all experiencing personally. Um, and so that that was a, you know, a big shift where we kind of just went after something a little bit unique. Most other people weren't doing. Um, and I could actually have cared less if we got the, you know, technology through the process that we needed. What I was looking for was our team to have something to kind of lock arms and do and stay focused as we went through. Part of that, um, you know, the second piece I would tell you is just, again, as although, you know, the merge was a piece of that, it was also just us being able to talk and focus on um, the vision and the future because, you know, for a while, I don't know about your personal experience, but it, it got pretty dark for a while of what was going to happen and yeah. how it was going to go. And so really just keeping our team, being able to, as much as possible, be able to raise up and out and see past what we were all just kind of sitting in in that current moment, both as individuals, also as a team, but also as a nation or, a, you know, the world. And so it was hoping to keep those two things really focused the last thing I'd share just through that process, again, you know, different than a lot of uh, my colleagues that I talk with uh, from a leadership perspective, both in and outside of the industry, we actually, you know, walked our talk from a people first perspective. It wasn't easy. Um, you know, the dollars were necessarily stretched for everybody as 
just revenue streams changed pretty drastically during that time. Uh, we did not make one change of personnel. We carried full payroll with one 30 day um, blip of that, uh, just trying to figure it out with a small impact and then came right back and brought everybody back to full payroll and didn't make one headcount change during that time. Nobody got laid off. Nobody got asked to reduce. Um, and we're, we're very proud of that and that our team is what makes us uh, who we are and different. And you know, we talked a lot about people first always, and that was our time as the executive team to really figure out um, how to make some big shifts and prioritization so that we could take, take care of them during that um, really kind of unsettling time. Yeah, and congratulations on doing that. Um, we have a much smaller, you know, firm than you do, and we kind of took pride in that as well, uh, not laying anybody off and just sort of figuring out a way how to how to how to make it sort of you know through the through the um, through the time. And um, I I think that that speaks a lot. I think you know f- you know about you you know personally and as a leader you know that that you you know care about your employees employees that that much right that that that, you know you want to make sure that no one is lost if you will um and i also uh want to piggyback on something that you were talking about so this you know merger with um uh with you know the organization last year uh i'm a big proponent of you know expanding during during recession so i think that that's kind of interesting uh, tell us kind of how that came about and, you know, w- what was the, you know, what was the sort of strategic, um, you know, positioning that this organization brought to the partnership and, and, and how did that help you guys expand into new areas? Yeah, uh, I think it was probably back in early 2017, the executive team at that time was really focused on, you know, thinking about, uh, the future of this industry, the strategy up against a company of our smaller size, being able to remain relevant in the ever-changing world, especially in commercial real estate space. We all know the landscape has changed drastically, you know, over the last uh, 10 years specifically. And so yeah. uh, as we, you know, th- thought back in 2017, one of, again, as we, you know, continue to stand on the, the, mantra of people first always that also includes our clients and so as we're thinking about you know how do we uh continue to provide that world-class service what does that need to look like uh we knew also just as the world and landscape was changing um portfolios were getting more and more diversified and at the time we were we were pretty niche into just retail and so part of that was you know by the year of uh 2023 we wanted to make sure that we had um, some diversity into our portfolio, um, sure. those different asset lines. And so, although we didn't necessarily have, you know, a merge or a merge with pilot ventures on the board, um, it goes back five years from just, again, how do we think about our strategy? How do we get up and out of the year that we're currently living in and really think through what those incremental steps would need to be each year to get us to those, to those goals or the execution of that. And so, uh, we had a great relationship with Pilot Ventures, who uh, was up in Seattle. They actually had a three um, approach to their business, which was a brokerage for the multifamily asset uh, syndication and uh, leasing. 
And so we uh, merged with just the brokerage portion of Pilot Ventures to come join at the time, which was Capital Pacific. And kind of the story tells from there. While we were in that merge, uh, really in the thick of it, we had an opportunity with uh, just a great group uh, that focuses on the manufactured housing and RV parks. And yep. we sat for a minute of like, do we insert a, a third into the middle of this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because as you probably know, um, you know, there is such a, a high, high failure rate of merges of they just, sure. the nation. They just don't um, survive the majority of the time. Um, we were committed. We were not going to be one of those statistics. And so we were pretty purposeful. But we decided this there was no better time when we were already a little bit in disarray to just add the full team into the mix and get the get all three asset lines going and it has just been, uh, if I can say so myself, just unbelievably successful. And where we're at today, just a year in, um, very proud of of all the that the entire team has had to make to acclimate and w- work through a merge in a very successful way. Yeah. So now, uh, uh, you know, as you canvas some of these, you know, you know, currents, if you will, throughout the industry. You know, a post-COVID world. You know, you guys are now a you know new entity, right? You 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 have an expanded um, number of services, right? You know, the way we do business, the people, you know, the way people live and work, and where they live and work, you know, um, you know, today, the, the, these are all now evolving and and things that you can't ignore as a leader of you know any organizations. And I'm you know kind of curious what what does this mean to you? you know, personally, but also what does it mean for your organization? Yeah, we're right in the thick of this now, and I will never be the one to tell you that I have all the answers, but I've spent yeah. <laughs> a tremendous amount of time trying to figure this out. You know, I've met with some of my um, colleagues and personal relationships networks in some of the larger companies that you know, are trying to figure this out too. And then also, of course, um, smaller companies and everything in between. And what's fascinating is just trying to watch everybody find their new way, their new normal. You've, you know, I'm sure you've seen and heard some companies have, you know, drawn a line in the sand at one point and are already making shifts to make adjustments to the line they drew a while ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For CPX, uh, we're actually just working out the uh, logistics of kind of what this means in the in the interim. I think we've been very fair and supportive and just really helping everybody get to the place as they work through this personally on what they're comfortable with and, you know, kind of getting everybody on the spot that they were able to take care of themselves and what that meant. We're now at a place we're getting settled in and, you know, what that looks like. And what I'm just proud of is that we're we used to have the capability just to have more general rules and framework. And I think what COVID taught us is if nothing else that we had to think and be nimble to an ever changing landscape. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're now at a place where there is no one size fits all and it's okay to have uh, some variation based off of role or situations. It allowed us to get more competitive with, um, you know, allowing to find top talent that may not live directly in Portland or Seattle. And that just, 
I don't know that it ever crossed our minds before <laughs> because it we just didn't have to. Um, and now I think it allows us to be incredibly competitive, progressive, looking at uh, things in a ma- very different way and allowing for us to tailor to those roles and what the needs are for the company uh, to compete and to, you know, also take care of our employees in a way in which we're meeting them in a, at a place that maybe we just weren't doing before. So um, I think there's a lot that came out of it. That's great. It's not easy uh, by any means. And it takes a lot of work to, you know, figure it out. But I think at the, at the outcome where we're at today, I believe we're just in a, such a better place um, with at least some positive that came out of COVID. <laughs> yes. Do you find, do you find that this experience is also giving you a point of differentiation, meaning, you know, you're competing against some big, you know, multinational, you know, massive firms, right, in this in this space, um, uh, you know, being nimble, being different, does that give you the ability to um, also maybe attract some of that talent and, uh, you know, outperform them in uh, certain ways? Yeah, for sure. And I think we have, uh, you know, some really key differentiators at CPX that, allow that to happen um, pre-COVID and now post. But I think one of the things that, you know, a lot of people talk about in this industry is, you know, brokers uh, or their team really working together. And uh, I don't really see that as much in just how, you know, a day in the life. But I think at CPX, it is just one of the things that we're able to just illustrate and quantify this what we call open concept brokerage. We have a, a CRM that is proprietary. Uh, she has a name. Her name's Carmen. C R M. Get it, Carmen? <laughs> okay. <laughs> got an identity. Uh, she is built where uh, just an enormous amount of data that is open and transparent to all brokers. We talk every week on behalf of us. Of us as a team, which again, people first were able to give our clients just a huge multiplier of resources and expertise because you're not, you know, if you were a client working with us, you would not only get um, your broker's experience, you're going to get the value and experience and insights to their clients of 22 other people uh, because we do just work like that and hold ourselves accountable that we can't just say it, it has to happen. And so we we have actually framework and structure and tracking up against uh, just, again, us walking our talk in that way. And then two other just quick pieces, I think, uh, very different for CPX than I've been able to see anywhere else. And that is we have a full uh, service model, which is just an understatement to this machine that we operate Um in a different way than at least most people in this industry. And that is our, again, as we, you know, continue to champion this people first, what we would really want uh, for you as a client of ours was, would be that our broker was able to spend good quality time on the relationship side, because that's most important. And as the broker is able to work with you on your listing or that you're interested in buying something, we have a whole team of subject matter experts sitting um, on the backside of all of those deals and relationships in order to do the best work for you as our client. And so we have a full team of research. We have an entire marketing department. We have an entire team of financial analysts, and we have an entire team of transaction directors. And so all of those people are you know, working on 
on your behalf to ensure that we've got the world-class talent doing yeah. the things that, you know, in some cases, brokers aren't always the best at. And so um, it also then allows for the broker to continue to go out and do the work for you that's needed, you know, if you were selling with us at finding the buyer for your property or vice versa. And so, yeah, yeah I think um, the the last piece of that is that, you know, you'll hear us say, uh, that we have a technology focus. We're never a company that believes we're going to compete in any kind of Google or, you know, high tech world. That's not what we mean. I'll plagiarize somebody on our team. And they said, you know, and as we think about the influence of technology, especially in this industry, it probably won't be in any of our lifetimes that a robot is selling a property for you. It's just not going to happen. Um, but a client that gets a broker who utilizes technology um, will be advanced. It will be cutting edge. It will be faster and more efficient and better intel um, than a broker who's not. And so we have a strategy and actually high dollars against our strategy every year to invest and actually test, um, you know, new technologies that are coming into this space that could help us give our clients that best service. So some big stuff for sure. That Great. Yeah. Over this period, Tiffany, what would you say have been uh, some of the biggest lessons that, that you as a CEO have learned uh, both about yourself, but also, you know, about your uh, organization as well? Oh, I love that question. I think for myself, uh, and I talk to my husband about this a lot, but just, you know, you, you think you are um, able to walk your talk. You, you know, you have a lot of things that mean something probably to each of us just intrinsically, you know, who we say we are, how we want to operate. But something like this pandemic really kind of puts you to walk your talk specifically. And um, I think what I learned is that I I really do have those core beliefs that I'm, I'm going to hold true even when the times are tough and not always the easiest road to travel. And so I'm, I think just that reflection of those times and what that meant for family, what that meant for myself as a leader of this company. Um, there were there were some times that were just not easy. And I'm I'm proud that we we as a full team uh, just kind of continued to stay the course and uh, do the right thing. I think one of the best lessons or learnings for sure, um, and this sounds pretty basic, but as you think about you know, us as adults, regardless of our careers and our life experiences, we're all pretty accustomed to change. And not everybody loves change, but I think everyone's accustomed to change in their lives. And so people don't necessarily resist as much as you might think they would or even um, consider. And so what I've learned, though, through all of this is the change actually isn't the issue. <laughs> it's the transition through the change. Yeah. Those are so different between, you know, two distinct pieces of change management. And there is a formal process that humans go through processing through change. And it, you know, you can almost draw people's cycle, you know, and a lot of people have that have identified what those um, steps are through change management. But I think less about, you know, the change or what the merge is or where we landed through the pandemic it's really being able to tie into those key components that help and support and lead, motivate, inspire, hold accountable, all those key pieces of people as they're working through that transition. And 
Um, that was really powerful for me and what it even would mean on a smaller scale, helping my kids through transitions that in the past, I'm not sure I would have thought of it that way, more of the outcome of the change versus the process in the middle of it. And um, we're, we're applying that in a, a thousand different places now as we come on the backside of all of that. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about kind of high level strategy and, you know, where, you know, CPX is focused and, you know, what, what's next for you guys? Um, what, what are some of the challenges to, for you to get there? Yeah, I think without a doubt, one of our current strategies is just to ensure we're doing uh, all of the things we commit to really well now. Yeah. <laughs> Coming on the just, you know, the one year anniversary of Emerge, we're, we're not off the hook to keep a, you know, just a very strong diligence to our team and to our clients and to what that means that we don't go, you know, too far any, any which way. Part of that was to build a very clear North Star um, for us, you know, lot synonymous to a mission statement, but for us, very clear North Star to hold us accountable as we do start to get bigger. And, you know, we hired uh, 26 people in through the pandemic and merge. And so just gigantic, okay. uh, just yeah. really big shifts. And so holding ourselves accountable through that change, obviously through the transition of the change, but then also just enormous growth during this time. How do we hold ourselves accountable just to in the day in the life on any given Tuesday that we're still doing what we said we were going to do? Um, from as we kind of lens out to your question of just strategy, we're actually right in the thick of figuring that out right now. No different than we did back in 2017. Actually, next Friday, the team's going underground. Myself and my partners on the executive team will spend an entire day dedicated to what's next and why. Um, who are we? You know, just grounding ourselves of making sure we're still who we said we are and then what yeah. that look like in the next few years. For me, less about kind of where where that lands as we put our heads together and really figure out whether we're focused on, you know, call it 2025. What I what I love about one, going back to, you know, just being able to be small and nimble. Um, once we build out what that looks like, then what we're able to do is come back into the current year and build a very high execution rate of those strategy and the tactics that get us there. And that's how and why we were able to put a merge or, you know, our growth and diversification on the board back in 2017 with a 2023 target. And here we are. Um, and so I, what I'm excited about is to build out that next vision, the next growth, the next, you know, strategy. And I, I definitely cannot do that alone. Uh, we got to put our heads together and figure out what that is. Um, but then where it gets fun is to build out the how, right. And to take those steps, it's where I actually get very excited to execute against that strategy so that we can hold ourselves accountable, that we're making those incremental steps to get to that place. Cause it doesn't happen overnight. Yes. You? Right. 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 Um, uh, Tiffany, I'd love to close my, you know, conversations with a little bit of, of a, you know, kind of personal advice, maybe something that you would tell your younger self if you could, or, you know, people trying to get into the industry, maybe even people who are interested in CPX. Um, you know, what are some lessons learned that, that you know, you, you would like to give folks, uh, you know, entering the industry now uh, that would be very helpful? <laughs> That's a great 
question. Uh, without a doubt, I think this is true for any industry, definitely not uh, specific here to the company or uh, to commercial real estate, but that is without a doubt to ensure that if you haven't found your, you know, your passion, your purpose, and your why to do that exercise, um, you know, without being cheesy or cliche, life is really short. And so how we're spending our days and how we're, um, you know, what we're focused on and who we're doing it with, I, I just wish I would have had such a more dedicated focus to that. I would not change my career path for anything. I, I love everything. Um, and even the hard parts got me to where I am today. But I think just instilling that, that you don't lose sight and you don't shortchange yourself or time um, to, to get lost about, you know, really what you're passionate about or your purpose. And of, of course, why you're doing what you're doing for commercial real estate. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely say um, it's interesting. I spent some time just trying to figure out the profile and the competencies of, you know, what does make a really great just broker per se in this industry and at least for us at CPX, we just don't have tolerance for mediocrity. It just cannot exist. And so, you know, whether you want to say we don't drag dead wood or we don't tolerate mediocrity, I think if you're going to be competitive and win in this industry specifically, you have to be ready to outpace. And that means just that drive, but most importantly, that drive with consistency. And I think that's a, you know, it's a game changer for anybody in sales probably, but without a doubt yep. in this industry for sure, because it is so competitive and the landscapes change. And then I think the last piece I would say without a doubt, this is probably true uh, for a lot of places and maybe even industries, but it's mission critical for us at CPX. And that is that focus on relationships. You know, we can come and go with processes. We can come and go with, um, strategies and tactics and even throw a bunch of technology into the mix. But none of that matters um, if it's not kind of derived into that core of, um, again, who we're spending time with and the, the value of the relationships we have both in our company and with our clients for sure. So, Yeah. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. This was uh, very informative and uh, it was a pleasure to getting uh, to know you and CPX. I wish you all the best. Thank you, Vlad. I enjoyed our time together for sure. Thank you for listening to the Real Perspectives podcast. Stories like these help us shape our understanding of the industry. And we appreciate you taking the time to listen to it. Please follow us on any app where you get your podcasts and tell your colleagues about us. Thank you in helping us spread the word about our work and the industry that is changing the face of business. Mm -hmm.